Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Brandon's going to pray for you on this God Talk Friday, but first, your five seconds of silence brought to you by Smarticle Podcast. Okay, happy God Talk Friday to you and yours, Brandon. Good reminder to not use any of the bad words. I was thinking we could go back to the old middle. Wait, wait. Did you during our time of silence? Did you or did you not give me double? I burn? did not. I, feel I like did not do that. You broke the. You broke. I the didn't rules, do that, Larry. I was thinking we could go back that, to the medieval ages where people paid for oh. their pence. So, like, if someone sent you five bucks, you could like so Venmo you five bucks, Brandon Doble at Brandon on Zell or wherever it is. Yeah, they sent right. you five bucks. You could absolve some of their sins for them. You could say a prayer. Yeah, for them. What do you think? You know, like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that uh, what do they call them? There was a yeah, name pens, for them. Pay your Indul- indulgences in the in the Middle Ages. The church would sell indulgences, so you could literally write it, write the church, and they and they pay. So I would like to sell branded indulgences. If you have something you need absolved, I will absolve it for you. When we set up our whatever account, what's that thing where people pay for podcasts? Patreon. Yeah. When we set up our Patreon, we're gonna set up indulgences. People pay, and Brandon's gonna be like. <laughs> so you looked at a woman lustfully. Brennan's going to absolve that if you send us five bucks. Why wouldn't it be Larry's going to absolve that? You're, you're you're still an evangelical. I'm hanging on by my fingertips. <laughs> you really are. I'm not an evangelical, but you truly are hanging on by your fingertips. It's sad, actually. Well, what's going to redeem us is that it's a God Talk Friday. Oh, we turned to okay. our friends at the Center for Action and Contemplation. You were very happy about today's post. You were like, send it to me twice. I don't know why, but nonetheless... Want to get into I it? I did? Yeah. Uh, they're going through a series called The Seven Stories, Part Two, The Story of Accumulation. Ooh, Brandon's going to tell us about his junk today. Here it is. The story that says we will achieve peace and security through having more things. It's an expansionist narrative, but it doesn't expand peace. Security. The more you think you need to accumulate, the bigger fence you need to build around your stuff and yourself and the fewer people you will trust and let into your life. It's the inverse of what it means to live in true peace and security, which only comes in the context of relationship with people you can trust. To participate in the reign of God, we have to stop counting. We have to stop hoarding in order to let the flow of forgiveness and love flow through us. The love of God can't be doled out by any process whatsoever. Can't earn it, can't lose it. As long as we can stay in the world of accumulation, of earning and losing, we'll live in perpetual resentment, envy, or climbing. Brandon, how much stuff you got? How much stuff you got, Brandon? Well, this just reminded me, you could be name-checking a lot of our acquaintances what? and friends on this kidding one, me? No, I feel like the point of this was, look, man, no matter, I mean, it, the very simple distillation of this whole thing is doesn't matter how much crap you have, none of it's going to make you happy if at your core you're not who, happy. Who believes that? Right. Well, who believes that having too much who stuff believes stuff's going to make you happy? Oh, bro. who believes that? I was in a I was in a room with you in a men's group with you when you literally looked at dude and said, "You know what's going to make you happy? Give away everything you own. Give it all away, and you'll find peace and happiness in your life." And that person was like, "I can't do that, man. That's ridiculous. That's not going to happen." I had a conversation with somebody just recently, same type of thing, where I was like, "Hey, you know." I think part of the problem is you just have too many choices in your life and you need to let go of them. So getting rid of all the choices will bring you peace. They couldn't do it. I'm saying this happens all the time. 
I don't even know why you're why you even said that. You know people personally who are like that. No, I'm saying, but like, well, my point would be it does seem like we all know stuff's not gonna make us happy. No, I don't mm. think I, I think that I think that you and I I think you more than me even. Thank truly. I, I really mean this. I think that you're kinda like, hey man, if I you, you wear the same shirt every day. You you wore that same orange sweatshirt for like twenty years. You don't care. Well, about can stuff. I just say this? Stuff's not it, important to you. You know yeah. this. I live in San Francisco. I lived in eight hundred square feet. We had one closet for five people. We simply right. do not have room for stuff in our lives, which I think you know is oftentimes annoying. But if you go to Walnut Creek, they got garages and closets and stuff and RVs and boats. I know, but you've chosen not to be there, bro. That's no, no. Point. I'm just saying, like, we just don't. We just can't have stuff. Yeah, but you've chosen not to have stuff. You could decide you wanted to move. If you thought stuff was going to make you feel better about your life, you could say, I'm going to move to wherever, and I'll be able to get as much stuff as I want. Can I get I a want. jet ski you if don't... I move somewhere big? I'd like a sure. jet ski. Why not? Well, listen, do, do you honestly, I mean, I see, this is where I think you and I differ. I think that you truly don't see the power you have of, being a practical example of this life that, you know, I think a lot of people say, Oh, Larry and, and Karen lived in a 800 square foot apartment with three kids. And, Oh, I feel so sorry for him. I'm like, uh, yeah, you should feel sorry for yourself because those two got it way more figured out than you do. No, I mean, don't you think that some of those people, you know, that had just boatloads of money and a big houses and apartment and cars and everything they wanted, do you know a lot of them that are super happy? I'm now jumping on your side because I think most okay, people left San Francisco looking for more closets and got more stuff yes. and didn't realize. Yes. yes. So now you're right. It's not going to make you happy. I, I think that there's probably a little bit of a nuance to that. I mean, as somebody who lived in the city for 25 years and moved, for me, it came down to uh, education. It came down yeah. to I didn't know where I was going to send my yeah. kid to school. That was the one. But I didn't care about the rest of the stuff. I, I was perfectly fine in my small apartment. I mean, I could easily live in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom apartment with my family and be content. I, For me, I was thinking about the other day. I have this great house. I mean, you hey, wait a minute. Hold on. It, mansion Is that it. the house where the black yeah. bears gently roll through your back? Yeah, I sent you a picture. Don't don't mock it. I'm just you saying, tell you the, the, the black bears rolling through okay, the yard. Okay, they're black bears that your roll daughter through the yard. Hold each other. I love the black bears. Right. <laughs> but, but I think that when you get right down to it, there's probably a tipping point of what's too little and what's too much. And I think that our faith, a big part of our faith is trying to, I'm going to use a term that's going to drive you crazy, but trying to prayerfully oh understand what's right for you. You know, you you always make this fun. You're like, oh, you're an evangelical and I'm hanging yeah. on by my fingernails. But what you're doing is you're wrestling with your own Dang faith. It. You're saying, what is enough for me or what's not enough for me? Is there is God real? Is God not real? That's the questions that we are wrestling with. And when you have too much stuff around you, when you could, I know people that have closets filled with clothes that they never wear ever, 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 and they just keep buying more stuff and more clothes and more stuff, and they just are packed with it, and they're not happy. They're not happy people. They're not happy in their life. They're happy in the moment. I think it's that dopamine rush you get from mm. buying something like a shopaholic. Yeah. Right or I, there was a thing on sixty minutes this weekend about gambling Ooh. addicts and how many of them yes. there are out there, and I was like, Eesh. 
I mean, it's just frightening, you know, these young men that are addicted to gambling because they're addicted to that dopamine rush. I think that's what this is. Can you say what's real and what's not real? So I think the worst part for me of this immigration story, it's in the headlines because they're trying to pass this deal. Any Anytime yeah. you see video footage of like south of the border, Texas and California, Arizona, you see these people right. walking out of a river with nothing. Like they literally own the shoes they got on, some with no shoes, the pants and the shirt. Right. I think about it, they left Guatemala, Ecuador, literally – or China and to have nothing. And I, it's funny, like we're arguing about this big existential crisis in our country. Like these people come out of a river and land on our doorsteps with nothing, nothing, right? They got nothing. And they would kill to have your, to live in your 800 square foot apartment with a giant closet in it, a running water yes. bathroom indoors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All a matter of perspective. It, it, and I think that that's probably part of the puzzle is, do we have the ability to recognize what is and what isn't real? I think mm. that's what they're pushing in this missive today. I really loved it. It's like saying, okay, hey, if you don't have enough food to eat, that's problematic. If you don't have shoes on your feet and it's cold outside, that's real. But at the end of the day, if I don't have the nicest new fill in the space Ooh. here and whatever that is that you want, is that going to make me that much happier? Man, you have conversations with people all the time. Like, oh, man, I got my new Tesla, and I am, Boom. oh, it's great, man. It's Boom. amazing. I'm I'm, I'm blowing Boom. up. I'm amazing. Like, are you really? Because six months from now, that car is going to be six months older, man. and you're going to want something oh, else. I want a new car. I just, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. Do you have an answer? I to don't, but I will say this. Make- Lent is coming up, and our friends mm-hmm. at the Center for Love Action Lent. and Contemplation do this thing on Lent where, like, Friday they do, like, a, like a cumulative meditation so you could join on. And our good yeah. friend, not our good friend, I want me to be my good friend, Richard Rohr, hosts this thing, and he's in his studio in New Mexico. And for some reason, yeah. he's got this camera situated so you can basically see his studio. He, it's like his bed, his couch. Richard Rohr is one of the most famous spiritualists, he's Bono's friend, that ever lived. Yeah. He could be making a lot of money. You, you can want, see right? but- everything he owns in one Zoom camera. He's got like a microwave a fridge, a couch, a dog, and a bed. That's all he's got. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing. So when we look at an aesthetic, like that would be called an aesthetic, like Richard Rohr, we have to also ask ourselves, or we have to recognize the fact that not everybody can live like that. It's just not everybody's wired to live like that, but we should strive to live like that, if that makes sense. We should strive. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law are moving, and and they are the they get rid of everything. They always do. I am a kid of a poor family, so I, I have this tendency where I have to fight against collecting. I have to fight against too much crap. Corey's like, really? You can throw that away, Brandon. It's okay. But she, my wife does not eat leftovers. I love leftovers because I had food scarcity yeah. issues. But, but so my battle in life is constantly to say, and I think this is where the, the long and short, if you have faith and you believe that God will care for you, then you've got to be willing to let it go. Because if you hang on to stuff because you're afraid there won't be any there on a rainy day, then in fact, you are not trusting the God you claim to trust. So for me, that is simply not hoarding, not collecting, not overbuying, all that stuff to be aware of what I need and what I don't. Well, so just to be stupid with this conversation, like what number is that? Like if you have, we know these rich people, some people that are retired, like if you had 5 million to the bank, 
would you still feel like, would you need 10 million? Like if, so if you had a hundred million to the bank, wouldn't you be like, I got enough now? Like I, no, we just did a show on called loud budgeting. I don't remember when it dropped, but about the fact that, that Gen Z and Gen Alpha are like, Hey, I don't have any money. So uh, telling people like, I can't go out to dinner with you because I'm poor. I think that for some people, there's never enough. I mean, look at these, look at, uh, look at Jeff Bezos or the billionaires are out in the world. Elon Musk. I mean, how much is too much? Elon Musk just got like stopped from getting like $37 billion. He, he, in he's stock not the great option. example because he's running a business and he's in theory, not really doing. No, but my point is, okay, but what about anybody that sort of like had their career? Why wouldn't you give, if you had $50 billion, why not give away $49 billion and keep a billion? A billion dollars is still going to get you anything you could ever want. And I, once again, I love they don't this. Give it is away. like my favorite thing of the Smarticle podcast. Two, uh, two 50 year old white guys talking about something <laughs> that's never going to happen to them. You've been talking about I'm abortion. Be a billionaire. But, um, but it's this idea like there must be something in their brain where you just like the amount of zeros, it, you just, you can't, you can't get it out of your soul. I, uh, yeah, I think that it's more along the line of, for them, I would bet you that money equals power and control. So the more billions life. you have, so the more billions have, the more power you have. I think that's probably what it comes down. Because I mean, you look at a guy like Bill Gates, who at least talked about giving away. Warren Buffett have talked about it. They at least, you know, cursorily, no, 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 no recognize that that those two have this. No, they're giving no, away. They're money. giving away right. all of their money. Right, but not while they're alive. They're not. They're giving it away when they're dead. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. This is not about. Deciding what, but my point is, they've at least recognized the fact that money isn't gonna, you can't take it with you. So they're trying to do good in the world. I I respect that, but they could probably give away more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, that is I, totally I'm not what I'm getting out of today's show. Warren Buffett is a bastard because he didn't give away a <laughs> hundred billion. He only gave away ninety billion. Ninety eight billion. That's yeah, you know what, it's, it's all perspective. <laughs> you've managed to take a really great topic about saving your own soul and once again drag it into the okay one of these days brandon i'm gonna grow up i'm gonna move out to a suburban home i'm gonna have rv in the driveway i'm gonna have some jet skis Ooh. dune buggies yeah. i'm gonna just have so much stuff you just full went you just went full lake havasu I'm gonna be, pwt i'm gonna be king That's of awful. lake havasu that is what i'm gonna Oh, that house. sounds awful. Just Larry, everywhere. thank you for teaching us all how we can be kings of Lake Havasu. 